Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the MLB DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined as I am pretty much every Saturday. He's been going solo here and there recently, but uh, Mr. Tim Morse, our baseball DFS guru, who's going to walk us through this landscape here for a big uh, post-deadline 11-game slate. And uh, I got about five games looking at here, but how are you doing, Tim? How are you feeling about this slate uh, in general, I know you went like five zero and one on uh, Pickums what like, three or four days ago, um, and uh, kudos to you for that one. But how, how's how you feeling about this DFS slate? Now? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, doing good. Uh, good to have you back. Of course, uh, we missed you, but uh, yeah, my Pickum, uh, I've been really hot on there. So yeah. if you're not following me or checking those out when they drop on Sports Ethos. Uh, you're missing out on, on some good opportunity to make some money. Yeah, absolutely. So check my guy Tim out on uh, on Twitter and all that. We'll hit you with that uh, as we close here. But let's get right into this DFS slate here and uh, talk about some games. That's what the people are here for. We've got the first one here is the Astros, Houston Astros at the New York Yankees. And uh looks like we've got a pretty even game here. Looks like it's going to be a good one. It's a game total of nine total runs. And it looks like the Yankees are favored ever so slightly at minus 118 on the money line. But uh, pretty much a pick them here, pretty much a, a straight down the middle. So uh, should be a good game, it looks like. And uh, how, how you feel this one out, man? Yeah, this is a kind of an interesting series. The Yankees have taken two out of three so far, which is surprising to me, uh, given how poorly they were playing before uh, coming into the series. So uh, the pitching matchup's an interesting one. Jose Arquiti is coming back. He's going to make his first start since April for the Astros. Uh, coming off of shoulder inflammation was what he was uh, diagnosed with. But that's going to move J.P. France to the bullpen, who uh, is going to come out of the bullpen probably in this one. J.P. France, a 2-3-0 ERA in July. So all of a sudden, this Astros rotation looks pretty deep with Verlander back and some of their guys coming back. And their lineup has starting to, is starting to come into form as well. Altuve came back, and Jordan Alvarez came back as well. So they look really deep. They look really good. And even so, the Yankees have been able to pull two out of the, these three games. We'll see how this one goes down. So uh, are we liking uh, just the hitters here? Are we liking the uh, the pitchers? What, what, you know, are yeah. we going with their repeat? How you ever say his name? <laughs> yeah, Urquidy. Uh, Urquidy, there you go. <laughs> probably not. He's cheap, but he's not going to get that much run. Carlos Rodon is going for the Yankees. He's at 8,000. He's been kind of shaky, so I'd stay away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his ERA is at 629. He's gone under his strikeout prop in all five of his starts since he returned or made his debut for the Yankees. So I'll be looking at that number, seeing where it sits. But that means these bats uh, have an opportunity to produce. Uh, the ones that I would be looking at in this game are probably Giancarlo Stanton. He had a crazy play where he was thrown out at home. Uh, off of a base hit into right field and he got thrown out by a mile he it looked like he was jogging or even uh, doing a light walk into home so um, but he still got an extra base hit in in the game Saturday he's got an extra base hit in every game he started in July he homered in three out of the last four games and he's at 4700 so kind of a cheaper option for some power uh, speaking of cheaper options uh, Jake Bowers is at 2,600. He's first base slash uh, outfield eligible. So he's dirt cheap. He hit leadoff on Saturday for the Yankees. He homered in two straight games. So 
Uh, if you're looking to fill out your lineup with some cheap options, he's he's great at 2600. So that's really on the Yankee side. Uh, the the guys that I would be looking at, uh, Judge kind of has he's been in and out of the lineup. Something doesn't seem right there, so he's just a little bit too expensive to take a gamble on for me. On the Astro side, I'd probably be looking at Jose Altuve. Uh, like I said, he came back from IL. He's been hitting. 343 with 21 total bases in his nine games since returning loves hitting against the Yankees. He homered on Saturday. So if you wanted to go with the lefty and uh, Jordan Alvarez or Kyle Tucker on the Astros with that short portion play, uh, you could do that. They're both around 6,000. So a little bit pricey, but with Rodon, uh, we don't really know what we're going to get out of him on the Yankees side. So if you wanted to go with the lefty and the Astros lineup, it, it might work out for you. Gotcha. And, I, you know, I didn't uh, follow every single uh, trade on trade deadline day. Did the Yankees end up being sellers? I know they haven't had a super big, uh, you know, season so far. They've had a pretty underwhelming no, season. No, so yes, they they have. They didn't do anything, which was surprising to me. I mean, you know, they're the Yankees, uh, but yeah. I, their, their brand value has gone down. <laughs> uh, they, it, it seems like they're not really even trying um a, a lot of weird base running errors like that that's been a theme for them uh over this season yeah. a lot of errors in the outfield as well so they're just kind of middling and for a team like the yankees with the payroll that they should have they should be buyers they should be going out and trying to win games trying to make some noise in the trade yeah. market so yeah. i think their their thought process was they got nestor cortez back today so they got uh rodon back recently maybe guys coming back from injury was kind of their acquisitions that they made. So maybe they viewed it that way, but yeah, they're, they're just middling at the moment. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised. No, we're gonna, not going to talk about the Cubs, but uh, the Cubs were kind of uh, buyers there uh, at the deadline. They're getting a third baseman and um, kind of surprised me a little bit, but Hey, yes, they've uh, been winning recently uh, and uh, pretty happy about it. So we'll see how that, yeah, how that runs out. It was a weird. I saw a comparison between the Cubs and the Mets. They were like two games apart from each other, and the Mets sold everyone off while the Cubs bought yeah. were buyers. So, yeah. I mean, they've they've looked good. They've they've won two out of three games, I think, against the Braves. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. uh, the Justin Steele on the mound tomorrow, and the reason I don't I don't want to touch that game is because he's been so good. Mm-hmm. So I don't really. I mean, the Braves have been amazing as well, of course, but. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two of the hottest offenses in yeah. baseball at the moment. But Charlie Moore. Yeah. Some, some, it's a great matchup. It's a really fun matchup there. So check it out if you're baseball fans. All right. Let's talk about our next game that we're targeting for DFS purposes. And that's the Kansas City Royals at the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, looks like we have a 9.5 total run uh, line here for this game. Uh, skewed a little bit towards the end of there. But we also have the Phillies heavily favored here at minus 225. So uh, I'm guessing we're going to be loading up on some Phillies bats. Is that right? Well, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that money line is so big, but that's probably because of Zach Granke starting for the Royals. Uh, you know, he's a veteran. Uh, he's been around forever, but his road ERA is at 740. He's 0-7 on the road. So, I mean, that that kind of speaks to why that money line is sitting at that number. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be looking towards some Phillies bats. I'm not afraid to play Royals bats. They've been super hot. They were on a seven game win streak, but uh, Phillies 
probably are going to outscore them in this one. So lefties hitting 321 against Cranky this year. So specifically some left-handed Phillies bats, uh, maybe someone like Bryce Harper. He's starting to pick it up. He's at 5,400, uh, three-hit game on Saturday, single, double, and home run. Uh, Kyle Schwarber will probably hit a home run in this one. <laughs> so, um, But besides that, you're, gonna, you're not going to get a lot of value out of him. So I might – uh, go somewhere else for that price point at like five thousand. I'll probably be playing Alec Bohm at forty one hundred. He homered Saturday as well, three seventy seven batting average in the last two weeks. Uh, at forty one hundred, that's just a great price for him. Thirty total bases over the last two weeks. Uh, so I'll I'll be playing him. Trey Turner worth a mention. He hit his first home run since July eighth on Saturday, but uh, I think I'd still go with Bobby Witt over him. Bobby Witt, uh, shortstop for the Royals, 5,400. He was on a seven-game hitting streak going into Saturday. Uh, he broke that, but he still got on base, got an RBI. But over the last eight games, seven extra base hits, 16 RBIs, four stolen bases. So he was a big reason why they went on that seven-game uh, winning streak. And Freddie Fermin as well has been playing center for the Royals at 2,800. That's a really good price for him. He hit two home runs on Saturday, three straight multi-hit games. He's moved Salvador Perez to first base. So Perez has been playing at first while Fermin is in the lineup at center. So they those are two of the guys that have really carried this Royals team over the past week uh, to their best stretch of the season. Yeah. Uh, love it, man. Love it. And I think, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting that the uh, money line is so skewed there. Yeah. Um, but yet we're still able to play some of the guys on the other side. So um, you know, it's a high scoring affair. So I, I think you can see some scoring on others on either side. I was yeah. looking at Bohm's numbers there. He had uh, over nearly 20 uh, or more uh, DK points here in four of the last seven games. So yeah, that man looks like he's absolutely on fire. Looks like a good guy to uh, target right yeah. about now, especially with Granky going. Yeah, I mean, I love Granky, but <laughs> the Phillies are going to put some numbers on the board in this one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take a moment here, guys, and go ahead and plug our uh, NFL division here. Obviously, uh, we are talking baseball right now. We have some fantastic baseball uh, content out there as well from Joe Orico and Andrew DeCleggie and some of those other guys in that baseball division. But if you guys haven't heard, we do also have the NFL content. Our NFL draft guide is live. People are going to be drafting their teams here, Tim, in the next uh, three, four weeks. So uh, now's the time to get it. It's $4 a month to get it. If you get the all-sport package, which includes baseball and includes basketball, uh, it's $7 a month. And it's going to go up to 10 once we drop our basketball content. So you're going to want to grab that $7 a month now. And you'll be locked, able to lock it in forever. Um, so go do that. Uh, all right. Let's move on, though. Let's talk about our next game here, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks at the Minnesota Twins. Uh, looks like we've got a run total here of 8.5. So the lowest one we've gotten so far, but still not, not extremely low, still pretty, uh, pretty high on the high end. It looks like the Diamondbacks are favored here at minus 148, where the twins are at plus 124, at least according to DK. So looks like we do have some skewing there in terms of who's going to win this game. So what are you liking here, man? Yeah, well, um, the twins are starting Dallas Keuchel, 2015 Cy Young winner. Uh, he he hasn't pitched at all this year, so the, uh, they moved Joe Joe Ryan to the IL. So the, yeah, Arizona is. Uh, I'm surprised that number is as affordable as it is. Honestly, with yeah. Michael starting, yeah. so and Gallon is starting on the other side for for the Diamondbacks. So you're getting a current Cy Young candidate, uh, one of the the top three favorites this year. 
against a guy that ha- really hasn't been that effective for years and has been out of the league all season. So yeah. I, I'm only on the Arizona bats in this one. Uh, Arizona got shut down by Kenta Maeda and they lost 12-1 on Saturday. Uh, the Diamondbacks are just two games over 500 at the moment. Uh, they're they're dropping fast out of the playoff hunt. So this is a get right game for them mm. if I've ever seen one. I like so it. yeah, Lord Lourdes Gurriel is definitely going to be in all of my lineups. Uh, he's at 4,200. That's pretty cheap for him. He's homered in two straight. He's on a seven game hit streak. So you can you can kind of fill out your roster with wherever you need uh, bats on the Arizona side. So Corbin Carroll's the the big one, the most expensive one at 6,100. He's top five in stolen bases this year. So uh, he's, he's also a power guy. Tommy Pham is on the cheaper side, 3,100. Uh, he, he was acquired at the deadline. So he'll probably be in the lineup on Sunday. So I'll, I'll probably be fitting him in there if I can. Uh, yeah. Christian Walker's on like, uh, he was entering Saturday on a four game history. So I'll be fitting as many Arizona bats as I can against Keiko. I like it, man. Uh, fade that uh, old man that hasn't uh, hasn't been playing at all. So yeah. uh, seems like a sound strategy there. And yeah. uh, we'll just go ahead and move on here to the next game here. Uh, the Miami Marlins at the Texas Rangers. And uh, again, an 8.5 uh, total runs here for this game. Looks like this one is going to be a close game, though. Uh, at minus 130 here for the Rangers, plus 102 for the Marlins. Are we liking both sides here then? Uh, yeah, it's hard not to like the Rangers. They're on a five-game winning streak, uh, so they're definitely worth looking at. Uh, the The reason why it's a, kind of a closer matchup here is because of the the guys on the mound. Sandy Alcantara is taking the mound for the Marlins. He's been really good lately over his last two starts. He's given up only one run. Uh, what one of those starts was a complete game shutout. Or not, not a shutout. He gave out uh, one run, I believe. And then the other one, he went eight innings. So he went nine innings in one and then eight innings in the other. So he's been really good. But th- this Rangers team is an entirely different uh, you know, beast for him. So Corey Seager, he's been, he's been crazy this year. He was on the IL for a bit. He returned on Wednesday. He hit a home run in three out of the four games since returning. Uh, yeah. He homered on Saturday. He's hitting 366 at home this year. So he's just, he's on another level right now. Just incredible. So, yeah, looks like incredible. I mean, it looks like just yeah. like incredible numbers all yeah. season long, really. So it uh, seems like a good bet for him to do it again. Uh, and do we already talk about the Marlins bats as well? No, there's uh, on the Marlins side, we got Andrew Heaney starting for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really good in his last start, but that was more about the matchup. Uh, it was against the White Sox in the middle of their sell-off. I think that was on trade deadline day itself. So the Marlins are going to be a much tougher matchup for him. Marlins hanging around in the wild card race. I'm definitely going to be looking at some of their value guys. And uh, Jorge Soler, I'll probably be playing. He's on an eight-game hitting streak. He's got a 1.15 OPS against lefties this year. Two hits and two ribbies on Saturday. So, And he's under 5,000. So for a guy with that much power to get him under 5,000 in a favorable matchup against Heaney, uh, I'll, I'll be having him in there. Uh, on the value side for the Marlins, John Birdie is 3,300. Uh, he's hitting 367 against lefties this year, hit 383 in July, and he led the league in stolen bases last year with 41, uh, which is a low number compared to this year. But uh, he's, he's a stolen base threat, so... 
uh, with his success against lefties and Heaney on the mound, uh, I'll be playing birdie for sure. I was I was curious because you know Jorge Soler feels like he's been in the league forever. He's only thirty one though, and then that got mm-hmm. me thinking about Ricky Henderson. So now I'm googling how long Ricky Hen- 20, 24 seasons I think I said twenty five seasons. That this dude played wow. forever in the MLB. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just like uh, for uh, twenty four yeah. seasons in the MLB. Uh, I was trying to see when he retired, how old he was. He was definitely in his forties. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's an insane person. Oh, didn't know he was born in Chicago, Illinois too. So there you go, a little Chicago boy. Uh-huh. Uh, love there. But anyways, uh, love that. So we like both sides of that Marlins Rangers uh, game. And uh, we'll move on here to our last one, which we're just going to touch on here, which is the Mets at the Orioles. It's 11 game slate. This is the fifth game we're kind of looking at. So we kind of have that slate for you guys. So uh, if you haven't caught on yet, that's kind of what we're doing here. We're looking at games to kind of highlight. And uh, what you can do is you can obviously snag guys from other games as well to fill out your roster. But um, these are the games we kind of want you guys to target. So uh, Mets at, at the Orioles, we've got a Run line here, uh, total runs of of nine. And then we've got uh, the Orioles pretty heavily favored here. It looks like minus 166 on the money line there, uh, as opposed to plus 140 for the New York Mets. So um, we haven't talked about any pitchers yet. Are we taking pitchers here? Yes, definitely. This is where I am getting one of my pitchers in Kyle Bradish for the Orioles. Uh, he's kind of mid-priced at 8500 so uh, he, he's he's pretty far down the list. And with the matchup against the Mets, I think that's just a really good price point for him. He had a 225 ERA in July. The Mets are, are just in limbo right now. They did. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, it's a shame for their fans because they just kind of gave up on the season. They, I guess, had no choice. But, uh, but yeah, the, with them just kind of middling just like the other team in New York, uh, I, Bradish has been good. I mean, he's been he's been really solid for the Orioles. The Orioles are going the other direction. They're still leading their division uh, this late in the season. That's a surprise to me, definitely. <laughs> even though they have the, probably the best farm system uh, in the majors, so yeah. I'll be I'll be playing some Orioles bats for sure. Jose Quintana starts for the Mets, and he's he's been okay, but uh, everything the Mets do is just average. So yeah. So which bats are you looking at there on the uh, Orioles? Well, I mentioned their farm system that yeah. uh, Jordan Westbrook, uh, they've, they called up. He's really impressed. He's on a five-game hitting streak. He homered in Friday's matchup. Uh, he's second base, third base eligible, which is nice. So if you need to fill out your infield, this is a good way to do it. He's at 3,000. Anthony Santander, uh, outfielder for the Orioles, is at 4,300. He hit his 20th home run on Saturday. He leads the Orioles in home runs and RBIs. Uh, although Gunnar Henderson is right behind him with 19 home runs, uh, Santander has 20. So uh, Henderson's a little bit more expensive at 4,900. Uh, he homered Saturday as well, three home runs in the past week for Henderson. But uh, I'd, I'd be leaning Santander over Henderson uh, as a cheaper option and a guy that's been more productive than Henderson, although Henderson is really playing well lately. Uh, got a cousin that's dating a guy named Gunner. I always call him Gunter. Really, uh, and it really really no. ticks him off. <laughs> it makes him makes him tick no. off. Kind not of funny to me name. though. No, not it's a not common a common name. No. Uh, but he's a nice guy, Gunner. If you're out there listening no. for some reason, uh, you know you are a big baseball fan, so maybe you are. But uh, nice. I, I'm just uh, just messing with you, man. You're you're a good dude. Uh, but no, I like that man. So uh, targeting some of those Baltimore Orioles bats uh, and the Mets pitcher there. So that is. Good, and that's going to do it for us, guys. That is the five games that we're kind of targeting here. 
on the 11 game slate. Obviously, Tim uh, is the guru here. Um, you know, he can find him everywhere on Twitter, find him with those pickup plays, find him with those uh, DFS deliveries. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at ethos, Keith at ethos, Keith and Tim, where can people find you and your work, my friend? Yeah. Like you said, I'm on Twitter at me, Tim Sim. Uh, feel free to hit me up with any questions. If you're ever wondering about a slate, I'm happy to answer anything. Uh, like he said, you can find my deliveries and my pickums. I've been, I've been pretty successful on there. So uh, come along for the ride. If if yeah. you're ever looking for extra squares to fill out your lineup or your your pick'em lineup, uh, yeah, just just check them out. I'll give you some of my insights and some of the some of the edges that I I have found looking. So yeah, when a guy's got a proven record here, which uh, which Mr. Tim is is currently building, uh, you need to kind of use that to your advantage. So you guys should definitely be checking them out, hitting them up. But hey, until next time, everybody, go get that money.